0: In this episode, we chat with Justin Bell about his life with legends.
1: Nineworks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. The show is brought to you by nineworks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts. Hosted by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley, and 993 owner and engineer, Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, including you, our valued listeners.
2: Andy B, how you doing?
0: Well, yo, I'm good. I'm good. No max today. No. We've lost him unfortunately. He's been but, a yuppie yeah. boy in the city. Is that what he's up to today? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, so just you, me, uh, and we got a guest coming in today. We've got Justin Bell, who she'll be on in a little while. Um, taking us through his career and also, well, how I kind of instigated this uh interview actually is i found a new podcast that he's been doing called life with legends uh where he's interviewing lots of um how can i put it so yeah older guys in the in the car field um and really getting their stories and it, yeah just i've really enjoyed it um i've listened to quite a few now i don't know if you've listened to any yet lee
2: uh, I've dipped in and out, but uh, yeah. yeah. Ahead of this, I'm looking forward to listening to a lot more of it. it has yeah. be said, and particularly like you say, with like the calibre of the guests on there as well.
0: Yeah, he's got access to some fantastic names. A um, couple of the names have already passed, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just yeah, just an amazing calibre of guests and so interesting interviews. So it'd be really good to talk to Justin about those. What have you been up to this week?
1: I had a
2: busy one, Andy. I've had a real busy one. Um, you were back today, home, weren't you? I was I was back home for the weekend, went to two different cut meets, which was fantastic. I've said to you, away from the mic, that I feel like I didn't make the most of the summer this year in getting out and yeah. about to events with my car. So I've got a real beer in my bonnet about doing a lot more of that next year. Um, and Well, actually, it started this year back end of 2022. So I went to went to Porsche Colster for... Um, uh spider meet, which we'll talk about in a little bit but uh, also on the sunday uh went to little eastern manor which is when actually in 2023 porsches by the lake is going to be held there again oh, yeah. Um, And yeah nine, nine works of supporting that which we are really really chuffed to be um a part of that so james and guy thanks for for getting us involved in that we'll have a lot more details on that next year and hopefully we'll get the guys on for a chat prior but yeah, that that was really nice. And then today on Nine Works, we've broken uh, a world exclusive actually, which for me, as somebody that always wanted to be a journalist and obviously now in the industry, that is the stuff you get up for in the morning, my friend. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, put out there. And um, yeah, it, it, it you know it wasn't any royal news or anything like that that's going to shut the internet down. But it, it was kind of announcing the PCCM Plus at last, at long, Big long news. last, yeah, being available for nine nine seven. 987 both gen
0: ones um, and the e1 cayenne as well so the, um, the e1 cayenne version looked really good to me that was the did. one the real highlight of the three to be honest it really made that interior look good definitely De- they're and, all know, great the way they're well, styled yeah oh
2: without a doubt and you know i remember doing a video for reviewing the 996 pcm plus on non yeah. tv and and the majority of the comments. Are from 997 owners going man when are we going to get this this is awesome so you know porsche classic has stubbornly waited until the 997 officially kind of gets inducted into the classic hall of yeah, fame which yeah. you, you, it has to be over 10 years after production is their rule um, and that that happens as of next year but yeah that like the part number is is there and, and pricing so it's all up on the article on nineworks.co.uk go and check it out
0: and and, and also have a look at the pictures as you were saying andy so yeah and um, if they it looked like they'd integrated the um connectors, like the USB connectors, into the front of the unit instead of Yeah, into the front that of little that kind sub-unit. of remote box. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I think is a is a good idea at face value. What I did think, and it was interesting, they had a cable on the picture as well. Yeah. Um, like a, a an, an Apple charger cable that you plug in. And I, I did think, oh, that looks a bit out of place. What I mean like the box you can mount it in all sorts of different places in my car it. it's yeah. yeah it's a lot lower and it's next to a cubby hole that you can just chuck your phone it, like connect yeah. it and chuck it in and it's a kind of a bit out the way it doesn't disrupt like the nice clean fascia of the unit but
0: don't know I was also surprised something. that it was um I th- almost, I th- at first I was thinking oh that's good they've integrated it because it always looked a bit weird that it was kind of this extra bit that was everybody sort of plugged in different places but then i was like oh no is that actually a good thing because as you said it's better to have it in a cubby hole where the phone's going to be mm. but then the other thing i was you know they've integrated it into the unit but why isn't it a usb-c because everything's going usb-c in it's a new cars good point. it's a very good point point. Yeah. and it's well, a you- much neater and nicer connector to use yeah so, yeah
2: yeah well, you, you know what that means, that there's, there's going to be an updated version on the way at some point. Absolutely. And actually, what, what has made me laugh, like I say, on, on on the video we did of the 996 one uh, a couple of years ago now, yeah. all... 997 owners saying when are we going to get this yeah. for 997 <laughs> yeah. owners now that this has come out I've seen messages today on, on my Instagram saying <laughs> When's the dot why two? isn't it available for dot two? but I, yeah. I've, I've I've even had a message saying you know when is this available for my 50th anniversary 991 <laughs> so you know there, it's always I mean it's for yeah, Porsche everybody it, wants you know? more yeah. yeah you know as far as the eye can see there's demand but w- what I would say and this is for any kind of 991 owners that are, that are listening is you can get an upgrade, um, it's it's third party, it's not Porsche, but you can get an upgrade uh, to get Apple CarPlay into your car. And, and to be honest with you, it's a must because otherwise those PCMs of that sort of era, late 997, early 991, yeah. they're very old now. And that's the only yeah, thing that yeah. really dates that car. So it's a worthwhile investment. In, in the car really um the people like you know our friends Scott and James at barnsport they do the upgrade to drop them a line and get some information on it yeah um, so that's worthwhile for 991 owners but for 997.2 I'd say sit tight and for 997.1 I'd say get online get that part number and, and give Porsche a call because it's a it's a brilliant system if it's anything like the 996 yeah I've seen a lot of people have placed their orders already today from that article I believe so I tell you what well you know I, I was saying to you, away from the mic, that it's been one of the best ever days today on NineWorks, the website, uh, just in terms of traffic. You know, the only thing that I'm absolutely gutted about is that I'm not earning commission on any of this. Because <laughs> yeah. if I was, I would need to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, uh, So, but anyway, yeah. what, what about you, Andy? What have you been up to? you've uh, you've had you've had a tent on your car.
0: I have, I have, yes.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't by accident.
0: No, a good friend of mine. Um, he's got a um, a sort of buy in on a, a a little company that are based down in Frome that make tents for the top of roof uh for the top of cars. Yeah. So what would you call them? Roof tents. That's what they're called, isn't it? Um, and he asked me if um they could use my car as like a you know something to put a roof tent on for doing a a video. Um, so yeah we we spent the day on saturday mucking around taking videos and uh driving around pool with lots of people going what the hell is that on the top of that car where so,
2: people like giving you funny looks and stuff
0: like the car's never had so many looks i tell you it's just yeah it was hilarious um and we were doing things like um hanging out of the mate's got a t6 transporter with the door open with a cameraman hanging out of it going up and down the bu- upton bypass <laughs> yeah, doing rollers yeah, yeah. so yeah there should be some really good um videos and shots um of that um i think we'll probably get the guys on next week to have a little chat about the actually doing the video and uh, about the roof tents as well because obviously they're very popular and I, I think it'd be something people will find uh, quite interesting
2: definitely definitely i've seen like porsche themselves have tried to get on the bandwagon yes. recently as well yeah yeah um but uh yeah no we look, we look forward to having the chat on that that yeah. sounds awesome
0: um i just want to go back to your um trip to essex yeah uh, and bring you up on a couple of points which was am i going under the bus yeah well i don't know if i'm going to send you under the bus but maybe your, your debatable choices going on that you you liked the look <laughs> of a no. a porsche boxster that was made to look like a 356. Yeah. yeah. And you, you actually said you quite liked it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Debatable. I've seen <laughs> one of those. <laughs> I'm not with you.
2: Well, <laughs> can I say, like, I I know what you mean. I I had seen some pictures of those cars yeah. prior and didn't do it for me at all proportionally, not cool, I thought, and et cetera. But yeah. seeing it in the metal, yeah, Andy, I loved it. Did you? Okay. I loved it, yeah, because right. it was like – it reminded me of, you know, the Nardone Automotive 928. Yeah. Um, you know, and we spoke to the guys uh, on a on a last series, didn't we, on the podcast about that. But like that is it's the nine two eight silhouette, but it's just like everything's just grown slightly. If you put that okay. car next to the original, yeah. that you know, the, the 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 I know it's only a prototype, but it's massive. It's absolutely massive. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like that. If you if you put that next to the recreation next to the original, it would be a lot bigger, but proportionally it kind of still looked right. Okay. And to be honest, my view on it is there's a lot of tired 986s out there. If somebody yeah. wants like a slice of history and, and a car that perhaps they otherwise couldn't afford, I just, I love it. And and actually it must've kind of hit a spot somewhere because the, the, what I was told at this event is, um, Porsche has written to them and told them to stop doing it. Oh, really? Which, I mean, to my mind, that's a compliment.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, I, I, I like, I'll it. allow it. You were in Essex. <laughs> <laughs> what I won't allow was I saw a picture that you put up with, um, I'm sure it had a bit of text next to it saying that I love it. Yeah. And this was white tyre text. Yeah. Mate, please. No bid. Don't do it. Really? Don't do it. Yeah. Don't oh, go do there.
2: It, this car, and again, for some context for, for the listeners, it was a one Gen 1 in white. Um, I think with a pano roof, so like the black roof, and then with the, um, obviously, the tires being black, with the Michelin text in white, and I think it had a white, uh, round the rim was white as well. Oh, what, like one of those knock-on
0: rim protector thing
2: <laughs> yeah 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 a bit like that i just thought that looks so cool and um yeah like a friend of mine back in the day i remember him doing it on nine i'm thinking ah oh, that looks quite cool again I d- yeah okay i'm thinking maybe with the you know hindsight is 2020 vision isn't it and i'm yeah wondering if i've over the omelette a bit there but yeah, i don't so know I, I just i had to bring these really things cool. up
0: okay all right well, we'll it's see. one of
2: them. It'll look great at a car show, but like, will it look great when you're just like parked outside the butcher's in Parkstone on yeah. Saturday morning or something? Probably not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel that way about my stripes sometimes, actually. So
2: do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run back to the car with a coffee. Quick, yeah. quick, get away.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I shouldn't talk, should I? Anyway, sorry, uh, I, had to, I had to bring those up. Uh, um yeah. shall we do one of our new things that obviously we had a whole episode on it. Was it last week or the week before? I can't it was remember. La-
2: last week, yeah, last week,
0: yeah. um, our confessions, and we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make the, this a regular. Um, we've had some great submissions from our patrons this week. Yeah. Um, I think you've got one lined up. Oh my God, Andy B. What I will
2: say is I have been chuckling away at some of the (laughs) confessions we've received this week. Like, oh my God, To, to everybody listening who's, who's shared their story. Thank you. Because you genuinely, you know, you've, you've made my day a couple of times. And if anybody does want to share their stories, you can, um, email us hello at nineworks.co.uk send andy and i messages via our instagram pages or indeed a voice note yeah um we would we would love to hear from you and it's just a nice way to put a bit of kind of humility into our into our lives and um and a bit of a giggle as well but there's the stuff we've got so far oh it's been brilliant Brilliant, yeah yeah it's it's difficult to hold it all back isn't it (laughs) it's so good actually funny enough so when i was back in essex i was out for dinner on the saturday night with a dear old school friend and we were talking funny enough just yeah about like th- these automotive confessions and he told me an absolute beauty yeah. um i'm gonna get him to at least write it down for me because yeah oh my god it will have everybody in stitches i hope we can get it on before the end of the series um, and <laughs> if not we'll all be starting 2023 it's, it's about a car that goes missing um but yeah i'll share it another
0: time but I've got one for this episode, if you're ready to hear it. Andy. I'm ready. I'm ready. So are we going to, at the end, we forgive or not forgive? Is that a bit, yeah, bit like, like Simon if, Mayo? Yeah. yeah,
2: if you want to go full Mayo on it, I, I yeah, don't mind. I hope we don't Mayo. get sued for any um, like IP or anything on it. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, but so this was submitted to me via Instagram by Ryan Powell. So as as I said, Ryan, thank you, because it's absolute gold uh right okay ryan says one automotive confession when me and my brother were kids we must have been four or five years old we decided to wash granddad's car as a thanks while he was busy wallpapering our bedroom as we had no shampoo we decided for whatever reason to mix some cement that was lying around into a bucket full of water if you're listening at home i did say cement (laughs) Luckily, he didn't have a Porsche, and it was only his poor old Triumph Acclaim that we nearly managed to turn into stone. Luckily, mum eventually noticed what we had done and managed to hose down the car before the concrete went off. (laughs) The car was totally covered in scratches, but somehow my granddad never found out what we'd done. Granddad, I'm sorry. (laughs) Keep up the good work. One of only two podcasts I subscribe to, Ryan. (laughs)
0: washing a car with concrete (laughs) i love it i thought you were going to say like very liquid or something like that but no actual cement (laughs) concrete concrete will take everything off
2: i mean paint as well but it would it it takes the skin off your hands (laughs) i just think that's absolutely brilliant like the intentions were there good intentions yeah um, yeah yeah, I, i love it uh, t- to be honest with you, I don't know about you, Andy but for me that is absolutely forgiven. Uh, I think A <laughs> Ryan has got youth on his side, yeah. providing he really was four or five at the time and not twenty four or five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know was was trying to do a good thing. You know, wasn't wasn't thinking. Yeah, oh, yeah. The intention you know, was, do that,
0: was good. Yeah, yeah. And and thank thankfully, mum was qu- quick thinking and getting the hose pipe out and hosing it off hosing up hosing off fresh
2: concrete from a car it's fantastic it's <laughs> absolutely fantastic so many wins there brilliant yeah ryan thank you for sharing it. i think i think it's a resounding forgiven from us to be honest with yes you. yeah definitely, definitely yeah brilliant i hope i hope that was the highlight of your uh, life kind of misgivings and meandering as well because that's that's the bar is pretty high at that point so. <laughs> uh,
0: fantastic right any case right.
2: Um, shall we get a guest on
0: i think we should um justin bell uh nine times competing at le mans um raced with his dad and tiff Nadell in 1992 they were racing a, a 962 um and then they he raced again with his dad in a mclaren f1 and they came third overall that was yeah 1995 wasn't it yeah So, uh, yeah, some fantastic history um, behind the wheel. And um, also we talk about his podcast that uh, he's recently started called Life with Legends. So, yeah, I think we should get
2: um, Justin on. Absolutely. Justin Bell, welcome to Nine Works Radio, good sir.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It, like we were just saying, it's nice. We're all over the world and all just having a cup of tea, you know? <laughs>
2: well, yeah, so we're, we're in very cold Britain. You're over in uh, lavish and luxurious LA. It's quite interesting. You, you, I'm still getting like British accent vibes when when you're talking, well, you know?
1: Well, you know, the younger version of me would have said, you don't get laid with an American accent, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, as a as a British guy here, yeah, I mean, I, I get hired for having, being British, basically. You know, yeah. so you give it, although people, it's funny, it gets softer, your accent gets more mid-Atlantic. And, you know, people like my sister will say, God, you sound American. And then, you know, here they think you sound very English. So as long as it's somewhere... In Somewhere between. in between, uh, I'm okay. You know. <laughs> How long you've you been over there know now? You definitely don't sound American. Twenty-two years.
0: Is it really? So, wow. Twi- yeah.
1: Yeah. It was 90, 90, end of November ninety nine. I fully sort of emigrated, if you like, to, to race for Corvette. After yeah. all that, five years with Viper, I had the chance to come over for Corvette, and they were sponsoring a green card, and so I was, I was off. It took yeah. no. No convincing at all. I I couldn't wait to get here.
0: Yeah, a number of times I've been on the verge of coming over. Like different jobs have nearly taken me off over, but it's not happened and I sort of regret it not being able to have done it. So yeah, I bet you yeah, very pleased to have done it in the past. Yeah,
1: and suddenly time time passes. I moved to Florida first of all for about ten years and Dad lives in Boca Raton, Florida, and it was I was still racing in Europe quite a bit, so it's much easier to to go between, um, you know, go back to Europe from there. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually fascinated mate, by the cuckoo clock behind you. I it's just like, muted
0: myself because it was actually going off. <laughs>
1: was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just on a, like,
0: it's on the eight o'clock.
1: <laughs> yeah, for anyone that's just listening to this, he has a white cuckoo clock on the wall against a white wall and it's slightly hypnotizing so anyway <laughs> sorry, sorry to just dis- distract you <laughs>
0: no,
1: It's good
2: brilliant well Justin you're obviously had a career in uh racing you've done a fair bit of peddling, which we'll come on to there's yep. media work as well uh perhaps latterly fellow podcast hosts as well which again I'm sure yep. we'll kind of go on to later on yep. on, on this episode uh you, you've got your many fingers in many pies.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's representative of the world we live in today, isn't it? You know, it's especially if you are in racing the way I was in racing, you know, I I mean when I was doing it, I was deadly focused. That's all I wanted to do. But, you know, if you don't quite if you don't become a Lewis Hamilton or you don't become uh, you know, a Tom Christensen. You or you, your career just doesn't take you maybe your talent doesn't take your opportunity, whatever, you always have to do something else. And I've always done something else to my detriment, actually, when I was racing, uh, you know, early days of my career, I ended up running the team, I shouldn't have been freaking running the team, I was 20 years old, I should have just been trying to get fit and, and racing um and then you know i never quite made enough money racing at times so i was like oh oh, great business opportunity let's let's have a corporate events company with my sister and and uh some my best mate james and and another guy called peter hartman but instead of focusing on racing i was trying to you know dealing with the vat man you know what i mean it's like (laughs) i was like this is i'm sure this isn't how it's supposed to be um but I I think it's also because I was very creative. So in a way, maybe racing wasn't quite enough for me. And yeah. when I moved over here, when I'd done some TV in the UK, and I gotta say, it's the only thing that appealed to me as much as driving a car. And when the you know, when I came over here and and I kind of got into the TV side of things, uh because I was a good interviewee, you know, they'd always come up to me in the pit lane, and I, you know, the middle of the night at Le Mans, we know Justin will talk for a while, you know, he's always in a good <laughs> mood or whatever. So, so I was a good interviewee and, you know, and definitely, you know, I tell this to young kids, you know, don't be a dick when the interviewer comes up to you. If they like talking to you, they will come back.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because,
1: because yeah. as the, it doesn't matter whether you're. It, to be honest, it doesn't matter whether you're. Um, uh, you know, like Martin in the pit lane at Formula One doing his grid walk, or me doing my grid walk. I go, oh shit! There's, you know, there's so and so. I know he's going to talk. So you yeah. you gravitate that way. So you know, my advice to young guys is make yourself friendly to media. Um, and then I was racing for a guy called Roger Schram in Daytona prototypes, and it was great, you know. But it was that stage of my career where. I'd get it in the top five. He'd get in, get it down to tenth or fifteenth or twentieth, and I would get it back in the top five. He'd take it to twentieth. We'd repeat, repeat, and then he'd crash, you know, or something. And then I get my check and I go home. And I remember thinking, I'm not sure this is, this wasn't quite the vision I had. And <laughs> you know, when you when you've been a factory driver, it's hard to go that route afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and as I say, I'm kind of too creative and too ambitious. So, he actually had a terrible skiing accident just after Daytona in whatever year it was. Uh, and so I went, to, that was it. He paid me to the end of the year. And I went to Speed Channel at the time and said, I'm free. I can now do TV. Uh, you know, yeah. I can commit to a year. Uh, and they were like, yeah, you know, let's do it. Um, because to be honest, racing is, and anyone will tell you, it, it's such a drug. It's such a, you know, even when it comes to girls and life and other things, you're like, "Oh no, I'm really focusing." Oh shit, I drive. Okay, I'm off. It's like a, <laughs> like a you know, yeah. it's like a, it's like a golden Labrador, and a you know, a ball gets rolled across <laughs> in front of it. So, if you're if you're not um, you if you're not you know fully committed, either way, you're not going to do great, right? So so, yeah. I, and I really wanted to be good at TV. I felt I could be really really good at it, and better at it relatively to my racing career so that's kind of what happened
2: Uh, i i assume it'd be the racing but i'll ask it anyway in terms of racing versus your creative roles uh latterly in your career what has what has been more fulfilling for you
1: well i mean that is a great question i mean i when you're young young and everything i i really did love racing i mean i did it my dad you know it's the second generation thing um we never had a plan we never had a strategy it was actually you know dad and i talked about it a lot but you know it was it was without much guidance and cuz he was still racing he was still trying to be Derek mm. bell and still very competitive and i read i
0: read somewhere i'm sure it was in your little bio that it said um that you know your dad was away racing um so you didn't go go karting or anything like that so no. that, you know there was no no opportunity to do that sort of thing and it wasn't until Maybe later in your teens, that you realized that racing was something that you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a hundred percent how it happened. I mean, I was racing motocross. So yeah. I was, I was, I mean, I was a schoolboy level motocross. I wasn't, you know, I was good regionally, but not overall. um I remember I was, we were racing at a place called Langrish. It was pissing with rain. And this guy turns up. Little, you know, at the time when I think back on it, it was probably a panel van with a Yamaha sticker on it, but <laughs> it looked really flash, you know, to us. And he was all no, he was in team green, he was all Kawasaki, he was wearing his green outfit and everything. And little blonde kid, and he didn't talk to us, didn't do anything. We all felt pretty cocky about what we did at our local track. And this little bastard just disappeared, and he was like leaping through the air. Over our heads as we're like going over the bumps like this, and we're like, (laughs) and I remember thinking to myself, "Nah, this isn't this isn't going to work. I'm never going to get paid to do this, am I?" So it was funny. So so yeah. So when I when I enjoy got the chance to to do the racing thing, so many things unfolded from that moment. The first time I drove uh, a race racing car, I mean, I'd driven cars on tracks very early on, um, and You know, the Nürburgring was the first time I drove a car when I was 14 with dad. Um, And that's when he will say, like in his when he does articles, that that was the first time he thought, oh, wow, shit, Justin actually has the raw materials for this. Um, But I, you know, I'm going all around the trees on this answer. But I the minute I went to Jim Russell and I saved up all summer five hundred and sixty two pounds picking potatoes on my grandpa's farm. And, you know, dad made me do that. And I went to went up to Donington and we went up and down the street. You know, and you're turning around and going, oh, there's a court. How do I get around that corner? I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't, you know, deeply s- satisfying. I was like, I need to do more. But the minute I went to Brands Hatch and drove properly, I was like, this is, I understand my dad for the first time. I understand why he'd go away, why he'd be you know sacrificing so much for it because it's so all encompassing um so like yeah there were many years it was very satisfying there's something amazing about winning but you don't have to make any excuses when you win you know and even if you won at darts you you could say well i'm fucking great whereas if you're second you're like oh you know if you're (laughs) second you've always got an excuse um and you have an excuse half the time but i didn't realize the the liberation that winning brought to you there's no no excuse needed, which is funny enough. Little side note when I watch people in, in uh, top forms of racing and they might win, it's like, just shut up. We don't want to know how bad your tires were. You we don't know how tough it was. You won. All right. Everyone else can have an excuse. You just go, I'm great. Yeah, you, do. I'm you don't great. need
0: an excuse.
1: You, do don't, you? you don't need an excuse. So yeah. shut up. We're not actually the second place guys go, Lewis, I don't give a fuck that you were, you know, your tires were graining and you're great. You won you know it's like get out of here so i really enjoyed that side of it and i did get a lot of satisfaction from it but there was always something i wasn't quite who i wanted to be and maybe that's because obviously my dad's stunningly successful at it and but i never worried about it at the time mm. it's it was when i worked out a tv media route was my thing I was like, I'm actually, I may not have become Tom Christensen in this life side of my life, but I'm going to be freaking Ryan Seacrest in my other one. You know, I'll be the best car TV host there is. And and I applied the same focus to that.
0: Excellent. I was I was one of my questions was gonna, be, did you sort of grow up in the shadow of your dad? But it really sounds like you you didn't feel that. Um, maybe because of the way he treated you and made you sort of work for for what you needed, wanted to do Would that be right?
1: Yeah. I I think you're spot on. Also we, you know, my parents, you know, we were we're at home. It was a very simple life, a very privileged. I mean, we lived in a nice house and everything else, but you know uh, it was also, I was very exposed to the, the realities of racing. You know, if you, and I've said it before, Um, With due respect, you know, I don't know how you got into loving racing and cars, but let's just say for a lot of people, it's reading all the sport back in the day, watching Drive to Survive now, you know, doing all this. That's the seeing the girls, seeing the Jets, seeing the Instagram. It's pretty sexy, isn't it? The the other side of it, when I was growing up, when I was in my early, you know, 10 before I was 18, um, a lot of people died. I mean I remember my parents crying you know I remember hearing about it really feeling it came into the house um I remember you know I was in a fancy boarding school ready to go to a fancy uh, you know like bo- you know boarding school and got taken out and got put into Chichester high school cuz dad was racing an akai sponsored golf with Barry Sheen probably not the highlight of either of their careers you know <laughs> but that was that was where it was and yeah. I So much more reality for me and, uh, seeing the demands it put on my parents and, uh, everyone around us. So when I wanted to do it, I think I was quite, it was probably quite balanced. That leads to your question. Did under dad's shadow, um, he felt, always felt quite my own person, actually. And, you know, he, he was good about that. He, he hates, um, nepotism it's like he you know to his fault like you know as in dad hey listen yeah. you know they're all up. he was consulting for audi on their driver lineup and in touring cars and i was i mean i mean shit i was one of the the time that you know the young guys you'd look at and he didn't put me on his list of who he was recommending and the guy from audi was like uh, what about Justin? Ah, yeah, well, I just didn't, you know, I didn't <laughs> want you to think. But meanwhile, everyone just like, "Well, you don't think he's any good, then?" All right, let's we'll move on. No, no, I think he's good, but you know, didn't want you to feel that I was pushing him. Whereas Jackie Stewart was like, "Fuck, it's Paul's on. Paul's, Paul's the guy." You know what I mean? You know, and uh, so that was Dad's approach. You know, I don't blame him, but um, there were yeah, times yeah. I could. have Times I was like, Dad, you know, you should really. Tell them what you think I am. So, so, and that, you know, and then we very quickly drove together, you know, in 92, I raced Le Mans with him the first time. Yeah, that
0: must have been amazing.
1: Yeah, you must tell us what that was like, because that,
2: that, Justin, is so unique, you know, for you as a racing driver, that has to be up there as, you know, especially at the time, you know, the pinnacle of some of the things you've done. And, and with, to be and doing Tiff that, Nadelle as well. Yeah, you know, but to I mean, be doing that with your dad—I mean, that—that that, to yeah. me is just so wonderful. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: It was. I mean, I first went to Le Mans when I was, you know, very, very young, and went many, many times. So I saw it as, you know, I'd, I'd sort of charted my, t- my adolescence by going to Le Mans and, You know, Hawaiian tropic girls on the back of my scooter, and you know, watching <laughs> Dad race and Jackie X <laughs> and all these amazing guys. Yeah. So when I actually went to do it. It was driving out of that pit lane for the first time. I I remember sitting, waiting for the guy to flag, to to turn on the light green light for me to go out. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is, <laughs> wrong. this is, I'm in a Porsche 962. This was, and it was staggering. I've got to say, and that's when I really got a lot of appreciation for what dad did and his status in a sport and everything. And, you know, driving with him in the middle of the night, doing driver changes, you know, pulling him out of the car. And, yeah. and you know, it wasn't my dad. It was my dad who, you know, it's my dad, Christmas Day, you know, birthdays, sitting on his lap as a kid. And suddenly I'm with him, you know, yeah, the yeah. racing. Um, and it was an interesting uh, transition for him too, because, I mean, he'll often say it, especially like in 95 with the McLaren when we did it again you know he's he was very uh i think conflicted because it was pissing the rain in in 92 and you know i get in the car and i'm you know he gets out and i say, well what what should we what should we do i mean what's it like and he's just like oh god just go you know kind of thing um <laughs> cuz you you're relatively
0: uh, young at the time you're sort 24 aren't you
1: yeah i was young and yeah. remember 24 for done 140 rate one races by them yeah. I hadn't done karting. So I was woefully behind on my actual race experience. I mean, when I was on the, remember my first Vauxhall Lotus race, I'm on the grid with, well, first Formula Ford race, I'm on the grid with Alan McNeish. You know, then my first Formula, you know, who'd done what? Thousands of races, thousands. You know, we did Vauxhall Lotus and he'd done thousands of races and Micka Hacken, you know, and I was third most of the time. So in today's world, I'd be like, "Oh, you're fucking good," but you know, back then it was, it was, there wasn't BRDC driver ladders. There was none of mm-hmm. that. You just, yeah. you just, you know, and there was no social media, so there's no way to promote yourself. Um, and uh, but, but yeah, just driving with him. But the big one was really going back in '95 with the yes. McLaren, and that was, you know, I invited, him. I wanted him to be a part of the team, and he was reticent about it at first, but you know the coolest car in the planet at the time and absolutely well still andy is wallace, really, isn't it? still is yeah and yeah. andy wallace you know um he just what was, a dream team yeah it was amazing and you know in the middle of the night i did suffer a bit you know experience wise rain pressure leading the race i drove like shit for a session so then they did most of the dark but in the morning early morning i got fastest lap in the car and you know as the dawn was coming off i think and you know i got back on it but um you you're just standing there at the finish, and you know how many 70,000 British people, you know, a couple of hundred thousand people it seems like, as you're standing on the podium. And I'd only ever seen it from down there looking up. Yeah, yeah. And I always used to think to myself, I think that just caught my eye. I think it did. I used to say, think that, you know, with everyone, it was almost impossible. But when I was up there, my mate James and my girlfriend at the time, and my sister and I could—they were all standing by the edge corner of the bl- thing. I could see them. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" And Dad said to me, "He said, breathe it in, just really enjoy the moment, and because you know you never know if this happens again." So I remember I did. I put my hands on the railing and just looked down, and uh, and in that moment, it hit me: I want to be a dictator. <laughs>
2: that's amazing. I didn't see that coming?
1: Yeah, because that's cool shit. You know yeah. I mean, I want, or 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 a sex cult or something. You know, just something where where you've got people screaming. Because I can't sing, so I can't be or play an instrument. So anyway, but seriously, it was it was amazing. Yeah, right. Who'd it, have thought it'll that, happen? That, that now, com- now
2: you've been on this podcast, Justin. It will happen. I yeah. promise you. I know. I
0: know. I know. Really? Who'd have thought yeah. coming third at Le Mans would? Make you feel like you wanted to be a dictator. That's just amazing. Yeah, I love it.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. the thing I'm is, a little tall,
2: it, but, but it, you know, this. It, I said it's such a unique position for you to be in. You know, obviously with your with your father yeah. being there, and it, and it's great that he's able to tell you in that moment. You know, drink it in because that that microsecond could have passed you by, and it's yeah, lovely it to is. have somebody there that you know that has done it before and it knows it, and also that cares you know about you to pass that kind of you know molecule of wisdom on I just think it's yeah. it's so unique it's something you know I'll never
1: experience that yeah. you know Andy yeah. you, you won't it's so yeah. unique you know yeah. and, and also for him he hadn't expected to do it again either yeah to be on the podium so at that age he was at the time and so that's why it was so special for us you know it really was Um but you know an
0: amazing bonding moment between the two. Yeah,
1: it was. And and you know, they I think you that's the amazing thing about our sport. You you know, I mean I Le Mans brings people together in a way, and I'm sure you guys have been there and you the camping and the you know, just everything which which allowed me to when I transitioned to the TV to do that really well there because I understood. You know the fan side of it. I've been a, I've been a, I've been. I think I've been there thirty-five times, forty times in my life. You know, including racing there ten. Mm. Um, and so I enjoy. I understand the culture, and there are people that I know just from going to Le Mans. Uh, we weren't. I don't know who they are, but they greet me in the paddock. We say hi. We give a hug. It's like. Wow, what do you do? Do You a gnome, or do you live under a rock? Do you come out just you know the Lamont? I mean, they, you know what I mean? They just they're just there. They're yeah. super fans, and you see them, and you go, God, Jesus, this means as much to you as it does to me. It's it's really cool,
0: epic. Well, you had a, you had a good run, didn't you? It was nine years in all. You nine years, yeah, 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 fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and a few podiums, you know, and, and yeah. in cl- obviously winning in class in the Viper was was great. Um, I mean, we should have won that day, you know, in ninety five if we hadn't had the clutch release bearing go. Um, but that would have been a bit of a career changer. But you know, to win in the Viper was very special. That, yeah. you know, I was like, crikey, that is that was it was not the same podium as being up there with dad, but uh again, it was a win. You know, and people yeah. say, Oh, you only won in class, and you go, Well, that's the race I was in.
2: Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it
1: was it was, wasn't in another race you know um <laughs> that's multi-class racing um so that was yeah it's cool and, and next year is the 100th running of Le Mans yeah as you know and I think I'm going to be involved in that uh somehow and uh definitely be going but you know covering for someone um I did love doing the tv we had such hijinks really I mean it was Bob Vacher and Calvin Fish and Brian Till—all my friends from—we uh, gonna stay in in the middle of Le Mans. It was just like we, the, we got there on the Monday. Didn't actually have to get on camera until Saturday. We had to shoot features and stuff. So Tuesday and Wednesday, we get fucking wrecked and just have the <laughs> best time. And like and like, go out to the campgrounds and shoot features and just have such a good time. And then like really soak it in. I don't think you can just turn up to Lamont on the sat Friday night and do the and even commentate on the race no. if you've only just turned up. You have to like soak it in. Yeah, you need and, to suck in the
0: atmosphere, don't
1: you? Yeah, and I love the ceremony. And then we we uh you know, my m- the things that I got really well known for there are my it's sort of like my grid walks and I'd open the show on, you know, major TV from the front of the grid. And but Going to see the fans and being a part of, you know, in the middle of the night, watching, you know, going up to the champagne bar and I would do live commentary from up there, you know, this is what's happening up here and, you know, I'd go up to this group, of, you know, the groups of people and say, whatever you do, you know, I'd, I'd plan a little walk. Say whatever you do, don't say fuck when I'm on air. When that camera comes near me, <laughs> don't say that. And of course, immediately all the drunk English were like. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. And then when then when then when I'd come up, they were like sheep. You know what I mean? They'd be sitting there like, mm. you know. Um, I had,
0: camera I had guys
1: moon, yeah, I had people mooning me behind the camera, you know, I couldn't see, but I could hear my producers laughing. Just, <laughs> you know, great stuff. But also sad moments, you know, like, um, when uh, Simonson uh, guiding the Aston, that was a really tough one. How do you, Alan Simonson, You know, I'm in the pit lane. Hey, go and cover. Go and go down to Aston and see what's going on. Can you send someone else? I don't really want to do that because <laughs> I, I, you know, send send Andrew Marriott. He's the guy. You know, he, Andrew's a real journalist. He'll get in there because as a driver, my heart was with them. I'm not a journalist. I'm a driver, so you know those are tough moments. Um, And then I had to go and do my fan thing, and they everyone knew he'd died, and it's one o'clock in the morning. So I just got with a whole load of Danish guys, and we just had a good time. You know, I said let's honour him. You know, so you know, I find I find that incredibly exciting. Actually, from a live TV point of view, Um, gives me the same thrill. That leads to your question. It gives me the same thrill as driving maybe even a bit more now.
0: Fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, that is interesting.
2: Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, because it, it's a bit, you know, like it, relating it to football or, or soccer in your part of the world currently, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and ex-players when they go into management or even TV, you know, similar path to you, they yeah. just say it's just kind of not the same. But I, I kind of feel like, as you said, you've you've really found that rewarding in a whole kind of different way, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and I do. And I guess to, to balance that out is if you to me it's not a lesser career it's a great career you know yeah. it's i'm not ugh, yearning for it um i do get to drive nice cars a lot i do get to shoot shows you know i do a lot of branded content i do a lot of you know shows for for companies and get to drive amazing cars on the track and on the road so i get I, you know I, I still have my licenses i mean I, I i wouldn't go through people always ask oh would you do lamar again or day? i'd do daytona again i probably mm. would do lamar again if i mean so funny so many of my rich friends that go racing are starting at 50 right yeah. so i'm like hold on a second why wouldn't i do it if they asked me but you have to st- you have to get really fit you have to yeah. get i mean i don't mind being fit but i don't want to be that you know do i really want that pressure again i don't know but if someone asked me you would get a little tinkle when you You'd get a little yeah. ooh. Do you do any not tinkle? No, I wouldn't tinkle, everybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just like tinkle. I I would, I would tingle. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you do any historic racing at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I did, I've done, obviously done Goodwood, driven up the hill, done the revival. I was going to drive Gregor Fiskin's um, Galaxy this year, which always wins. Oh, yeah. Um, But what a car. But I just couldn't pull it off. Uh, Just too busy here. And, uh, I've done Monterey Historics and you know all that. It I enjoy it if you're in the right car. I don't enjoy it with the right tone. I don't enjoy it when someone's like, "I spent a hundred grand on the engine. You need to win." Like, eh, no yeah, not sure. I want to push that hard. And Dad and I talk about it. You don't want to die in a historic car, you know? Because <laughs> because yes, it may be a historic car, but if you hit the wall in an old car. No difference to hitting yeah. it back in the seventies, you know, it's yes. gonna, hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I lo- I love it. I love, I mean, I, I'm very involved with that world and, you know, I host uh, Pebble beach, the Concord Delegons yeah. there, I host another one in Chattanooga and uh, my media company, we've produced live streams. So for people, so I love it. You know, I'm very involved. So yeah.
2: uh, Justin, what would you say then is in, in your high in, in your racing career, what's the highlight? Absolute highlight.
1: It was it was one hundred percent being Lamar with dad in yeah. the McLaren. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um I really enjoyed being with Chrysler, all the Viper era with Arika. Um, that was amazing. I mean, I I'm, I guess because yeah, it's funny, you know, I as you get older you can reflect back without that competitive side of things uh of you know, you don't want to put yourself down when you're younger because, you know, it affects how you approach your sport. You've got to feel very confident. Um, But now I reflect on it and, God, if I could just do it again. I mean, I just would have so much better approach. Um, When I, weirdly enough, uh, I started in the mid-2000s, early 2000s, I started doing Trans Am and World Challenge and did the Trans Am series. Back to having one driver in the car and things. I was driving a Corvette. I was winning left, right, and center and this and that. I was like, oh, I think I my brain's just got my brain's caught up with my speed. You know, um, <laughs> I wasn't, I, I just wasn't super analytical. I, I look at these kids now and I go, God, the pressure. No wonder you're better. You're just groomed for it.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I was trying to explain to some young kid the other day. I was out at the thermal club which is a beautiful private members racing club in uh in palm springs and this kid he was there with his trainer and they're doing data and this and they're looking he's going to he was going to daytona for the first time so he's studying all the data he's got his sim in his garage i was like well i had to walk Daytona, and i jogged <laughs> them all and i j- walk around like you know alton park and you know we'd all get there and walk around there were no scooters that you know no one had scooters you just walk around or jog yeah. around
0: very um, different isn't it?
1: Very different thing going to Le Mans your first time you ever see it is is when you when you drive out it's the first time and believe me that's different from walking um yeah. and now they've done thousands of laps
0: yeah before yeah, they simulators. get there
1: thousands and thousands and that is that is a sign of the time and I'm not like an old curmudgeon saying god that you know my day was better but Uh, Your level of preparation now is so high. I wonder, are the cars harder? I mean, you know, with no ABS, no traction control, no active handling, no anything, I I, I venture to guess that holding on to Jackie Stewart, holding on to one of his cars in the 70s, was probably engaging all the senses in a different way than Lewis Hamilton now. Yeah. Yeah. But their intellect has to be so much more, doesn't it? Yeah, Think yeah. about the way I mean I'm not saying yeah, yeah. I know Jackie Jackie so Jackie would have the intellect to do it, obviously, but just what they do on the steering wheels. Colton Herter, I spoke to him at an event here in LA. You know, he'd done his Formula One test not you know not long before, and he was like, you know, you have all these buttons on the wheel that have ten modes. And under that they have ten modes. You know, so you've got hundreds of variables. And You know, you're doing it on the fly, and I know we're watching them take their hand off, changing it. But if you've done a track day, you know you're clinging on for dear life. And if so, (laughs) if you're like, how how do I fucking hit the radio button? You know, whereas there, they're changing. You get better, obviously. You get much. You know, one thing that experience and talent and speed and natural speed teaches you: you you have time. You know, you create time by being good at something yeah
0: um so yeah what's um j- just if we could go back a little bit bit to sort of the 962 what was that like to drive
1: well it was the end of end of the 962 era really yeah um so there was no factory teams but it, it was the first car driven with considerable downforce um and it. You know, with the turbos, it was it's quite violent in a way. You know, you go out at f- at first, you know, you tr- was short first, and then you take your foot off, you know, you take your foot off the gas to change gear, and it would go and you put it in second gear, and you go, you know, you'd accelerate and it would spool up, and then you'd lift off, and the turbos would go and it was like, like this. Um, actually, I tell you what, that reminds me the funny story is dad owned a 956. He bought one of the Rothmans cars, sold it to Japan a few years later. But it was in our garage.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, you'd open the garage door, <laughs> and there's
1: a fucking Rothmans logo. And <laughs> so he would he would take it out. The way he kind of justified running it was if there was a charity day, or you know, let's say Porsche Great Britain yeah. would pay for it to go to charity day. So we were at Goodwood, and I had just started driving Formula Ford, and you know that felt quick to me and he's like oh so jb do you want to have a you should have a drive in this so i get in it but that was like oh my god this is, this is what he does this is this car i've watched all these years so and all he said was tap tapped me on the head and said just just be careful of the turbos you know they come on pretty strong so i remember pulling out and i short shifted to second and as you go out of the pit lane and there's all everyone watching and I and I must have looked like an old lady as I went around the first corner, and then I, I'm on the back straight, so I floor it. I'm like, I don't know what the
0: fuck is he talking about. <laughs> <laughs> as,
1: as the turbos get, and it's...
0: <laughs>
1: it was. I went around. I literally, literally, it reminded me of dating a Spanish girl I did, who just kept on hitting me on the head every time I said something wrong. You know, that's what it was like. It was, it was madness, and, and then you get used to it. You know, you get used to it. But so I, I remembered that as I drove out of the pit lane at Le Mans. You know, yeah. I was like, okay, uh, let's. Uh, but it's funny, isn't it? Uh, a little bit more experience at the time. You know, you're actually at Le Mans. You're ready to go. You're wound up, and you just floor it, and and then it became uh, natural. But uh, I drove. With Dad at the historic uh, twenty-four hours of Daytona, like three years ago. Yeah, I've, uh, Gunnett, Kevin Jeannette uh, maintains the car for uh, a super nice tech guy who does a lot of driving. Rod we and we we they did it was the Leombrout, the winningest Leombrout car, and basically the winningest Porsche I think in history. And uh, Dad won so many races in it. And Kevin is Jeanette is a unique brilliant guy and he team you know prepares cars restores them runs them and he made us all tribute learn brow races so we all look the same as they did in the 80s Mm. and um on michelins the way it used to run on Goodyears, on new michelins can you imagine there's better this car now handles better than it ever did because you know the handling like the front end the understair push or whatever has, you know, we've gone out of the car when you put Michelins on it. Yeah. And we were flat out. I was driving it as hard as I would have done 20 years ago. And uh it was fantastic. We actually won it. But it was it was fantastic uh to do that with dad and to drive that car. And I think on reflection, what it's happening to all of us. When you get the chance to drive these cars that in period were dominant. And now we drive them uh with the knowledge of what all these electronic systems do for you and you know you come out of a corner and you rah, oh it went sideways a bit let me just dial it back all right you know increase the intervention on the traction control next slap you floor it and it just just does it perfectly you know you you're controlling that on electronics yeah. um. With this it's wow you know you try not to use the tires up and it's moving around and the steering wheel's about this big and you know it feels like you're right on top of the front wheels the gearbox is violent um good but you know five six five speed and uh it it made you appreciate just how joyous they were to drive yeah they yeah. i i wish every modern driver gets the chance to drive you know those kind of cars just once because I think it'll remind them of actually what it's all about and yeah. and what these guys went through. And it was so physical. I mean, no, no power staring, and no wonder my dad and Hans Stuck and those guys were jacked, you know? It's because, <laughs> because they had be. they had to be. And there's yeah. only two of them doing Le Mans, you know? Um yeah. so yeah, it was magnificent. Funny, funny side note to that is the you know, the um the guy that looks after uh well, Ray Hall Lesman Racing look after the BMW collection here. And uh, they do a thing at Mid-Ohio every year, and then a couple of years, cars invited. And they, they take all the cars, whether it's the IMSA cars, all the cars, Bill Oberlin and everyone drove. But they also own a 96, the FINA-sponsored Le Mans car. And BMW America own that. And, God, getting the chance to go out in that and drive it around after all these years was sublime um and they were telling me that a lot of their young junior drivers they can't drive them because they never heel and toe you can't drive the car unless you know how to heel and toe over a revit you you know if you just slam it down a gear and you'll bend a valve you know so yeah um and they had journalists that want to drive it and they keep messing it up and um i did a video i we did a thing for gopro And I just had one camera, which actually was my camera on my helmet, but it only shows my feet. Um, And I just posted it at some point. And people were like, what's that cool new technique you're doing? Man, what is that with your feet? And I'm like, well, it's like you started with tractors, I guess. I mean, we've been doing it a while. (laughs) 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 It's called 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 heel and toe. Um, But yeah, really good, really fun.
0: Nice, and I had one other question to do with the nine six two. Uh, obviously, Tiff was driving in that team. Yeah. How fast is Tiff? Because obviously, he's a bit of a showboater. What What yeah. was your experience of that? And that's well, a I think he's really crazy? he's not here tonight.
1: Yeah, no, Max. Um, you know, any chance to throw Tiff under a bus would be welcome. Um, it <laughs> would. Uh, no, I mean, I honestly thought until I saw his helmet, I thought he was Tiffany Dell. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was his name. I was like I was like, his mum must have been so twisted to name him <laughs> Tiffany. I literally I was such a trap I didn't think about it and then I saw I was like, oh, Tiffany Needle um he's quick to history, you know and very experienced and yeah. super he, he's one of the guys I actually want to talk to for my podcast just because you know Oh, he'd be a fantastic guest wouldn't he um yeah. but you know and he's quick you know but that's a that's an overarching kind of conversation in the fact that there are and you know some might argue but you know I put myself in that group for sure that you've got a very small percentage of people that are capable of making a living as drivers, you know, and that's mm-hmm. um, that's because they have the talent, they have the opportunity, and you can definitely have the opportunity and some money and get better enough to do it, I think maybe more so now um, with the way the cars are easier to drive. But um, then you've got the and there's a lot of people and then you got the so I put myself in that group and you know you're really good when you're on form you're great are you spectacular no you're just really good and you can win races and championships and you're great as a teammate and stuff and then you've got that next level that are I mean like Andy Priya right and Jason played it and people like that they are I'd say Andy, you know, maybe more, but just Andy would. Andy should have been in Formula One, right? I mean, Andy was good enough. You know, people like that. Just Tom Christensen, unbelievable. When you think about Prio, he goes to the race of champions and beats Schumacher, beats everybody in the same cars. That shows to me how good someone like that is. Yeah. And obviously, he had a huge career, made a shitload of money, and he's brilliant. But not a Formula One driver. But I, I think there's those group of them that could have been. Right, just for opportunity, Gilda Farron, um, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon. I mean, they're all next level drivers at that top, top level. And there's a list of them. Um and so I think that's where touring cars was amazing in the UK, wasn't it? It allowed guys oh, yeah. to have huge careers, make a shit ton of money, be very famous in their thing. But I bet when they went to bed night, when they watch on a Sunday, watch the Grand Prix, they're like, fuck, I could have done that. I should have had that. It would have been me. But it's just not, you know, there's less seats and they may be tested and they showed well. I mean, I know Prio did Williams testing and all sorts of stuff. He was right there, right, right yeah, there. Yeah, right on the edge. Um, right on the <laughs> edge. And and then you look at – and then there's – that in that other group, which I'm in, you know, you you're – you're really good and you, you deserve a job and you get a job and you you do well. And I think that's probably where Tiff Tiff sits too, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. and maybe he and I are the kind that we have, our personalities are are big too, you know, maybe people didn't take us serious enough because we didn't, you know, donate a testicle to get it, to get a seat. You know, I don't know. It's like, they're all, you know, yeah. uh, So I don't know, but does that answer it? You know, I think think everyone's really good. It's like, um, and there are that freaky. It's not even a percent percentage. It's whatever. It's a hundredth of a percent that are Räikkönen and Lewis good. Yeah, you know they're just the uh, Sebastian Loeb. Right? I mean, went into a parking lot and and within two years he did a Peugeot thing in a Sainsbury's parking lot. Effectively, within two years, is winning the World Championship, Rally Championship almost you know yeah that that is that is not that's just god given yeah free keep good
0: absolutely yeah Yeah. um you were talking about tiff and and uh, him being a guest on the podcast that brings us a nice segue to the podcast i i I threw that
1: i threw that ball up for you to hit yeah very good
0: very good um I mean, that's that's how I found the podcast. Um, I think it was when I was doing some research, we were having Patrick Long on the show. And I just He's great. A, Yeah, absolutely. What a fantastic guest to come on
1: the podcast. Yes, that is yeah. a hairless cat. Yeah. He's <laughs> not an alien. That mm-hmm. is a hell of a cat's arse, actually. Right <laughs> there <laughs> we go. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Look at that. There's, there's, this is Edo. Look at this. He's, Hello, he, he's got a, <laughs> he came out. Of, he actually is a Russian, Russian Peter Ball, but he came out of the Ukraine just before the invasion. I didn't oh, know wow. that. But yeah, but, yeah oh, wow. he, he came from the Ukraine. Yeah. Christ. Christy. Lucky
0: thing. Lucky thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I found um, Life, Life with legends. legends yeah, um, and listened to a uh, Patrick Long's one and then. Uh, now I think I've gone through the whole catalogue.
1: I've I've only done 14. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, hopefully there's plenty more to come. Yes, there are. Um I I just wanted to read out so the listeners had a, an idea of who you've had on so far. Obviously, first off, you had your dad, Derek Bell, uh, Stephanie Hansen, uh, David Hobbs, Alan decadene uh Brian Redman, Patrick Long, Magnus Walker, Hurley hayward Um, I don't know this guy actually. Parnelli Jones. Parnelli Par- Jones. uh Good, Yeah, one of correctly. the most
1: famous, uh, most famous American drivers in history, who is has Parkinson's, very much on his last lap uh yeah. of life, and his wife allowed me to go and do it. Fantastic. And, and you yeah, know, I don't think I've listened th- to that one yet. Actually, it's only thirty-eight minutes long, but no one else will ever hear his voice ever yeah. in the world again. Yeah. You know what I mean? As in, that was the last thing he did. A bit like Alan the too. Who, yes you know he's a great he was a great 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 dear friend of mine and we did it last year when he was feeling you know he didn't know how sick he was going to be yeah uh but i'm really glad i did it
0: you know absolutely
1: uh, and then mario andretti i just did and, and yes uh jackie stewart so just an yeah, amazing I'm
0: name it. so far um yeah, and it's I mean, amazing getting what, going what, what access you have, you know. You've been around those people, so it's just fantastic that you've got that access and able to to tap into them and and enjoy talking to them and relate to them. So yeah, I just think it's fantastic. How are you enjoying? Thank it? you.
1: I'm I'm really loving it. You know, I do all. You know, I do real TV, and I do you know the talk show is is my chat show that I do at the Emseraces and and things and and at Pebble Beach uh with tommy kendall and another guy called jason jacobson um but this this really came about from dad and, and jackie Hicks at le mans over the last few years and i'd sit there and you know they'd be talking at the hotel de france we'd be yeah. talking i'd be sitting having dinner and i'm listening and listening to their notor- stories yeah and jackie's notoriously doesn't like interviews but you know i'd, I'd listen and i'd, I'd get this I've been like, God, I wish I could record this. And yeah. you know, Jack is like, you know, Derek, it is uh, good we had no social media when we were racing. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know why. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I so I thought I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah. I wanted to uh, match it with my portrait photography. I love photography, so um, I shoot with Leica cameras and. Which I, I've so you know how hard it is to get a podcast rolling. And you know, the first thing I did was I put it behind Patreon, behind a paywall. And I yeah. thought, oh, this is gonna be great. I only need a thousand people at five dollars a month. This will be great. Everyone's got five dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit rougher than that. Um, because people are subbed out, aren't they? Everyone's I don't know in your experience, but people have got enough subscriptions. You know, they just don't even want to spend another dollar on it. Um and uh I and uh, my friend Matt Farrow with the Smoking Tire is his yeah. amazing podcast. He has uh, over a million subscribers on YouTube and everything, but on on Patreon he had 650. So that showed me that it's a, a long way. So I pulled it down and then I just I'm doing it the way everyone is, you know, Spotify and and, and yeah. Apple, Internet whatever. Apple. But but I've created a, a very expensive model for myself because I have to go there. I have to be with them. And I can't take that picture over zoom. That's true. Uh, yes. But, yeah. But, but that's okay. You know, I'm, that's why I'm doing a lot of the California ones. Um, and I'm going I'm flying to Florida tonight for the weekend, see my dad and host an event on Sunday in Palm beach. And so my great mate, Gilda Ferran, you know, IndyCar champion. Uh, and so we're going to, you know, we're going to do it tomorrow. We'll, we'll do one. Um, and then I take the portrait and I am really loving it. I, I, I'm getting great feedback from it yeah. um because you know we all approach it from a different angle you guys have got your angle I've got mine absolutely uh, um, I'm a big believer that this is, you everyone helps each other there's no downside to to it right yeah. yeah absolutely you know you have you have lots of chat shows in the world and you know it's I love the access and I think I'm going to do Jensen if he finally comes back to LA, you know, in December. And, yeah. and then when I come back next year, I, you know, Damon and everybody, I mean, I've got, I've got list long list and they've all said they'd do it. Um, I just it's almost
0: limitless. It. Wasn't it? I was, I was going to ask you how many are there going to be, but <laughs> that's, that's a silly question because. So I, it's
1: just, yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and also, you know, like Magnus I did, he's not a driver, but in car culture here, he's a big part of, our Porsche culture. Absolutely. Um I will be doing people connected to speed as well and <laughs> some celebrity that are connected to speed and then you know um just interesting people like the one I did on Ed Pink. Oh, I listened yesterday. to that today
0: because that only released today, didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yesterday was. Yeah. And you probably didn't know about him. I didn't know much about him, but it, what a fascinating man
0: who Absolutely. had a huge
1: influence on engine, on the car culture, hot rods and into sports cars. And, and I loved his last phrase, right. Which was just, I just wanted to blow their doors off. Was brilliant. And it's this little old man. I'm like, well, that's it. Then I think we're done. That's the end of the conversation. Um
0: <laughs> didn't need to go any
1: further. <laughs> it didn't need to go any further. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I really love it. And, you know, I'd like, it's, I know, probably like you guys, you like look at your where do you host yours on Buzz Sprout? Buzz Sprout, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm on Buzz Sprout. So, you know, you look at the data, oh, you just hit X, you just hit Y, you got a thousand foot down, so you're like, yes, and then you know, it's a long way from the millions, but it's it's uh deeply satisfying, and you know, the more, more people talk about it, and uh, you know, I just sent out something for the portraits, you know, I do 24. Editions of every print. And they are beautiful. Actually, they're on the wall. You know, they're beautiful and incredibly high quality. And and I get them signed by everyone. Obviously, Alan didn't sign it, unfortunately, Uh, but he he saw them. He saw the print and he loved it. And I gave him one. Um, Fantastic. So it's kind of a proof. But like Parnelli Jones, I mean, shit, that's amazing. So even if I don't sell them, it just, right now, it's just amazing to me to have this library and this collection yeah obviously it helps to sell them they don't (laughs) do much good on my shelf
2: Um, (laughs) yeah well i was just gonna say you know when when we things have changed a bit now but when we got into kind of doing a podcast and our concept of it a couple of years ago we just felt you know let's just have a bit of a laugh amongst ourselves. Our passion is cars, predominantly Porsche. And you know, if, if someone listens to it, it's a bonus. Like re- regardless, it's yeah. just like it's a good night out, you know, because we yeah. would meet yeah. you know in a pub or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's evolved from that. And and it, and that's all been completely organic, which has been lovely. There's there there's not been a kind of a commercial uh plan or mindset, you know, not for a yeah. long time because we're just having so much fun. And actually we found that really refreshing.
1: Yeah because you have real jobs, I take it, you know, and you have to make a living. But as it grows, you get access to people. You talk to people. Um, the world of cars brings, is is fascinating. There's just, it's no end of content. And um, every conversation, I mean, I enjoy doing them. Some of these stories I've said before, I've never said it in that way. Some, You know, you bring out, you know, you guys, this is what I... I people need to understand about it. There's a skill in drawing out the conversation and listening. And I mean, Chris Conor was, a, was probably the most famous American journalist ever. And he, he was the voice of CBS on the first ever IndyCar race that was on TV. So he, he's, he was around a long time. I got to know him as he was old, much older. Unfortunately, he unfortunately passed a few years ago. But I said, Chris, I you know I'm trying to really do this TV thing. How can I just be better at this interviews and stuff? And he said, just listen, just listen. Don't have too many preconceptions of what you want to say. Just listen, because you know what it's like. You go, so what was that like? You awful when you're being interviewed, and they say, so tell me what you know. When you're in the car, were you scared in the middle of the night? Oh well, yeah, I, I was. And then you got a dog, didn't you? i'm just talking about my you know opening my heart to you about you know my internal fear and now you're asking about my dog you know it's like you know because because that was the next question on their list you yes, know? And you yeah. go that's that's not how you do it yeah. um so a uh, good kudos to you too. you you're very good at this but you know it does help when you have someone who likes talking to doesn't it no, it's <laughs> Great. yeah yeah so what dog it have you got
2: it. justin <laughs>
1: Well actually the dog got run over by my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. So the oh, dog's in no a box the, the dog's actually in a box in my closet. Oh, <laughs> so, no, what a so, question to ask. Yeah. So thank you for ruining my day. <laughs> Sorry, it's really yeah. awful. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, the dog's next to the cat. The dog's yeah, next okay. to the other cat. And the, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. was my daughter, the my daughter the other day was like, Dad, what are these boxes in my closet? I went. Oh, those yeah. are the animals. Sorry, I should have told you. <laughs> I, have told
0: you. Uh, I did watch a video of yours, actually, today, that was with your daughter in a red Lamborghini. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a few fantastic- years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. What a fantastic yeah. video that is. I, I'd yeah. recommend a little look at that because it's so... Um, yeah, it's was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, really cute. I bet it's, yeah, it's she, She's like, she Dad, be-
1: take it down. Take it down. It's, <laughs> it's horrid. I'm like, no, it's not coming down. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah how old is but, yeah, she now? She must be She's very 15, embarrassed uh, 15 and a half, oh, 15 God, and I and a half. Imagine. yeah,
1: yeah. But she still likes me, you know, We, but now she vets the photographs more. You know, it's like, let me see the picture you're going to put up. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I find the whole social media thing, as I'm sure you do, baffling, right? Like you go, well, how does my not grow? I drive these cars, I do this thing, and mm. then... And then you go, why is that account? Oh, she got great boobs. Okay. I get it. I know, you know, that's why, or, or you got to do ridiculous stuff. And I think your attitude, I think Lee, you're right. If you focus on it, worry about the numbers too much and worry yeah. about how many followers you have it takes the joy out of it. I mean, Absolutely. you know, I know I'm supposed to post every day. I know I should do video, but honestly, I'm when I'm at home and I'm just working in my office, I've got nothing to tell you. I'm just not going to ruin my day over it which is why the podcast and getting ready for it and doing it and I enjoy the process it gives me some I, I'm always busy with it. it's not that I need something to do but it it's kind of gives me a point to my social media yeah. and um I yeah I really you know I I've got friends that just I, I you know if you're at a dinner and they're composing their you know what their Instagram post is going to be and and you know, you're like I couldn't. I don't want to live like that. I do nah, not. Agreed. Yeah,
2: yeah, agreed. It's about being present, isn't it? You know, and um yeah, yeah. Uh, so, J- Justin, what's next for you?
1: So, next for me is uh, we're going to kick off next year. Uh, I'm actually, it's, it's very cool. I'm doing something at CES, the Consumer Electronic Show. I've never been to that the biggest trade show mm. in the world in Vegas. And I'm hosting it for an electronics brand that I didn't even know existed anymore. But um, so I'm doing stuff for them. It's kind of genuine, legit hosting, you know, that isn't um car related. So yeah. I enjoy that. Uh we are we'll be doing the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival and Pebble Beach again, and we produce and host that as talk media. I'm hoping uh we get back to IMSA with the talk show because they really should have us there. Uh, Michelin pulled out this year just because everything. And um, hopefully we'll be back at Daytona because we bring the fun and the the stories behind it. I'm such a believer if you don't tell the story of the people and make people invest in, in the characters, uh, the sport will never grow. And next year, what an incredible year for IMSA it's going to be, oh, worldwide yeah. sports car racing, LMDH, hypercar, everyone in it. I, I'm very excited, so I, I, I will be at Daytona one way or another. I'm launching. I'm obviously going to keep doing the Life of Legends. Um, trying to launch a new, uh, a new car show uh, that's uh, just us doing it. Kind of it's a a little bit of an, a travel show that uh, I'd love to do. I've always wanted to do. So kind of watch the space on this and. I was just, I know, I'm just, it's like a bit of jack of all trades, really. But, you know, we do live in an era where, you, you know, if you've got the drive and the energy and look at the technology we have, we have everything on our desks at home, right? Yeah. You can make shows. Um I still, you know... Waiting for someone to die and leave me a lot of money, but they haven't. You know what I mean? Like no older uncle or grandparent. There's no one left. You know, there's no. You know, just I thought I could be a trust fund kid by fifty, and it's just not happened. You know, <laughs> I guess there's you no one in the work. family. left to work, and it, and I buy my lottery ticket, and I, you know, it was it was <laughs> two. Did you see that we were two billion dollars
0: oh, last month God.
1: on that lottery? That's too much money, isn't it? Yeah. It blows my actually, mind with the numbers involved. Blaze on, Too on much money and it was yeah. and it was literally we don't know who it was but someone wanted it in California about 30 miles from me and yeah. and you know we all play that game of what car collection I buy instantly people yeah. are like oh I'm no I'm I'm still gonna work and I'm no one's gonna know I've won the money well that wouldn't happen with me you, <laughs> <Yeah. you> know,
0: <laughs> normally, I get that I
2: get that do you
1: know what you'd see you'd see a new team entered at Lamont next year with um, you know, OFR old fuckers racing to be Tiff and me and everybody, and we just drive a big Porsche with the fancy Raleigh. team Excellent. and hot and hot promotional girls. We'll be we'll be back, you know. Yeah, um, I'm in, I'm in, um, so like we will yeah. all be there anyway. Yeah, so a lot on, and you know, and I appreciate everyone's uh, you know, I appreciate your support and everything. So, uh, yeah, I would like to come back and do some TV in England. I you know I'm looking awesome. for that opportunity because. You know, it's like I – they did something the other day. It was – and thankfully, in the middle of the Le Mans broadcast, it was Le Mans, and they're talking about famous father and son duos. Because I'm so out of the British eye, they were listing off people. You know, they were good. You know, it was a big moment. These people have done – they've done it. But but Dad and I almost won it, right? And it wasn't until the end. It's like, oh, yeah, and there was Justin and Derek Bell. I'm like, shit, I need to get back to England a bit more. I think I'm off the radar. <laughs> yeah, need to get on that
2: plane. Uh, I'm, off, I'm
1: off the radar. So uh yeah, so I so I would like to. I, I'm gonna try and be more present at Goodwood next year and do that. And and uh, you know, I'm to, you know, I'm looking for T V opportunities over there. I'd love to actually. Fantastic. I because you know, I've been away, I'm good at what I do. I might be a breath of fresh air on the British scene, you know, because you know, I'm you know, I I've I've been away so long, um so yeah, that's one of the that's that's still on my to do list.
2: Brilliant, Justin. Yeah, well, look, we look forward to that. You know, we can meet meet in yeah. person, particularly if you're at Goodwood. They're exactly. only an, an hour yeah. or so from there. So, oh, perfect. um perfect. Yeah, no, I think it'd be it'd be great if uh, yeah, some of your character could be instilled in in UK media somewhere along the line. I think that would yeah. be to the benefit of everybody. I really do. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you, Absolutely. thank you, guys. I really enjoyed it. Let me know when you know when it's up, and I'll I'll do my thing. I'll post yeah, around. Yeah,
2: excellent. I will. Um, just if, as you're seeing your, your dad this weekend and you'll have to say um, hello to him from us because when when Derek was on last year we did the nine works awards this year and yep. uh, your dad won and I've got the trophy here I need to meet oh, really? up with him yeah so here it is. Um, I'm not oh, sure okay. is nine works awards oh, that's winner. hysterical
1: yeah. best nine works
2: <laughs> radio podcast guest of the year was Derek Bell MBE and, and we agreed when he came over I could um pop this in the trophy room uh oh you should. Over, oh over he'd love it yeah. But so when he comes
1: back in the summer, I'll tell him and just you guys go down and, and go to his house and put it on his shelf.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Just, we just haven't been able to, to sort it out this year. Everyone's been super busy. I know we have. But we yeah, we, that's still something we would love to do. So, yeah, I'd love to um, remind Can him mention. of that for us and, and say hello. So.
1: Perfect. Good. All right, guys, enjoy your cold, wet winter. I will. <laughs> um, I won't think of you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Thanks, one, Justin. Thanks for joining bye. us. Take care, mate. Bye. See you later.
0: Bye. Well, I don't think we need to say anything more about Justin Bell. You think he finished it perfectly there. <laughs> what a man. I loved chatting
2: to Justin. Like that was superb. So yeah, thank you for joining us. And yeah, just so much charisma. Yeah. I think good. I think I think it definitely helps it so much warmer over there. It's <laughs> like the brain the brain works more than what it does over here in sub-zero temperatures in the winter. we <laughs> starting to frost up. <laughs> so good. Yeah, look, so yeah. many stories, so many anecdotes, so much energy brought to the podcast as well. So, like, that that really was tops uh, for Justin there. Hopefully, Justin can follow in his father's footsteps and win the most coveted trophy of uh, a racing driver's career. And that, of course, is the Nine Works Radio Guest of the Year at the 2023... <laughs> nine Absolutely. works awards <laughs> so really we'll be following um like father like son there so yeah fingers yeah. crossed for justin we'll see but um that, that yeah. was cracking
0: and getting and listened to some of the episodes of um, life of legends uh all on the same sort of podcasting things as we're on obviously on apple podcasts google Podcasts, etc cetera, etc cetera. um all of the, the big list of guests um i think there was around about 14 episodes already um, and plenty more to come. Um, what I would say is they're really nice, relaxed um, interview style that Justin's got on it. He, I don't think he edits it at all, so there's quite some quite funny bits. Like this, at one point when I was listening to one today, there was an answer machine going off in the background. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, it's quite raw, but um, all the better for it. It's it's a good style. Yeah, that's quality and no holds barred. You know, like yeah. hashtag
2: no filter, isn't it? So yes,
0: yeah, 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 so, yeah great um should we do some little regulars uh yeah man i think we've got some new patrons, which is weird. we have indeed yeah yeah i'll do the patreon update if that's if you're if you're ready yeah we'd love to hear who's joined uh the madhouse this week yeah it's busy again uh can't believe the support thank you so much everybody yeah. um there's a, an update of a uh, one of i think his patron number two that's nick moda Amazing. Um, He upgraded his amount that he gives us from a a coffee to a pizza. Oh, wow. Amazing. Thank you very much, Nick. That's
2: superb, Nick. Yeah, we we had Nick on the podcast, didn't we? Ages ago. Yeah. I I remember a really funny anecdote involving an Alfa Romeo and a bottle of wine. (laughs) I do as well. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely worth going back in the archives and checking that out. And Nick, of course, was, uh, was one of the guys and girls that came along on the inaugural Nine Works road trip to the Porsche Museum in September in his lovely 996C4S. So yeah, great memories for Nick this year. So thanks, sir.
0: Yes, indeed. Thank you for your, uh, your update. Um, next up is Nigel and Ned Wharton. Um, they have sponsored us a beer. They're from Surrey. Um, son and father. Nigel is the father. Ned is the son. I think Ned is only 12 years old. And I think you've met them both, haven't you? Yes.
2: Really? Yeah, we both did at the uh Nineworks anniversary of Cars and Coffee at Heritage Park Center back in May. Yeah. And um yeah, Ned showed me he had a book with him and it was basically put together his own magazine with a load of different articles, all written and 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 sketched out and everything kind of by him. Fantastic. And and yeah, he is going places. And so, yeah, Ned, if you're listening to this. I'm worried. I'm looking over my shoulder already. <laughs> absolutely, future total nine eleven editor and and nine works. It's coming large. Out. Editorial director, I would say. Brilliant. So yeah, very very good. It's great. It's great to see kind of such passion in a young person, and, and also yeah. for them to kind of really be doing something about it, not sitting around playing computer games, but chasing the dream. So yeah, best of luck with it, Ned. You know, and if there's anything that we can do for you going forward, then absolutely get in
0: touch absolutely um they drive around in a 996 gt3 rs which they brought along uh red decals if i remember rightly that's the one yeah. um they brought along to that um event um nigel also has a 964 c2 that he's owned for for 18 years and he says he's never selling it and they're just about to pick up a a 981 boxster that they're gonna be using through the winter months brilliant nice, nice little yeah collection of cars there yeah so, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Uh, next up is Ed Large sponsoring us a coffee. Thank you. Um Ed is in Essex. We I thought we might get a wee from you. Um he has a 987.1 Cayman S. Uh, just bought it last year, end of last year on the 31st of December. Um, much enjoying both driving his Porsche and listening to the podcasts. So thank you. Superb. Yeah. Uh, next one is Gary Simmons, who is a Brit abroad. He's over in the USA. Um, now, Gary. can right. I think I've got two A4 pages of your history here, Gary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would take me about half an hour to read it out. But yeah, thank you so much for the sponsorship. And um, he was originally from, A few little highlights that I'll take out of this. He was originally from Bognor Regis in Sussex. Uh, He's been over in the US for quite a while from what I can remember. He's out in Louisiana, uh, about an an hour from New Orleans. Um, He is currently driving. Sorry, I'm just scrolling down. Um, He has a 996.1 aero kit car. Yeah, I think that's a track car. Yes, it is. Yeah which is almost like a gt3 to americans isn't it because they didn't yeah. get any of those yeah um in the early days and i think he's also still got a 991.1 uh, um c2s but yeah look forward to um to hearing more from gary so, yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Thank, thanks for joining our, our patrons, and and for, for we've got so many now, and and like I can't emphasize enough just how grateful we are of that. Again, you know, we we like to think we put a lot of love into our podcast, and 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 we do it because we want to share that experience with everybody that listens, and, and we don't really ask for anything in return. So it's so lovely where people kind of want want to do that, and we've yeah. spoken about this away from the mic, haven't we, Andy? So it's you know, it's yeah, not it's, lost it's, on us. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Right. Next up is David Payo, a coffee, and he is in Dartmoor and has a 987.2 Boxster and a Mark 7 Golf and a dog. Uh, And he said, thank you for the for the podcasts. Um, Best dog walk of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely. I wonder how many. uh, Yeah, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts on dog walks, actually. They are good. Right. uh, Next up is Simon Smith. he is based in Aberdeen, but actually live, lives and works out in the Middle East. Um, he has recently bought a 992 GTS in Shark Blue. Uh, I think he's only driven it about 368 miles before he had to go back out to work. Um, but he's loving the car and loving loving the podcast um, and saying that he's learned lots already. Um, so, yeah. Great to have you along as well. Really. Uh, one more is Kevin Lyons, who has sponsored us a beer, but I haven't heard from Kevin. Um, do give us a shout, Kev, if you'd um, yeah, like like a shout out, and it'd be great to to hook up and get you on the WhatsApp group and also follow you on Instagram. Yes, uh, so do shout.
2: Cheers for the beers.
0: Indeed. Cheers for the beers. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, our little list today. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for, for your support. It means so much to us.
2: Yeah, it really does. And uh, so it's our turn to uh, spread the love. Literally, spread the love. Indeed. (laughs) Our our, our little section, which is, yeah, a cool little bit. Obviously, uh, only two Spread the Love this week, unless Max would like to uh, remotely volunteer his Spread the Love via WhatsApp or whatnot. Maybe we could share that via social media.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's yours this week,
2: then, Lee? Uh, So, my Spread the Love this week is another podcast, Andy B.
0: Ooh. Uh
2: yeah, so um I don't listen to many automotive podcasts. Um it's a bit of a busman's holiday. So a lot of the podcasts I listen to are nothing to do with cars. And and one that I have got a lot out of for a good eighteen months to two years now is the high performance podcast. Okay. I've mentioned it to you before. Um Yeah, I
0: still haven't listened to it. I must do. I'm gonna put it in my put it in my podcast app now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of listened into it um, just before I started Nine Works, but uh, quite a lot at, at starting Nine Works because what I was hoping to get out of it was some insight into how to run a business. Yeah, I think is it quite a difference in in kind of steering the ship yourself to as I was at T Nine Eleven before, um, in just looking after someone else's baby? But actually, I've got so much more um, from it than that. So it's hosted by Jake Humphrey, uh, he of uh, BT Sport and ITV. Uh, sport hosting fame uh, but also professor damien hughes and they get an array of guests on there from the sporting world uh but way beyond that like psychologists as well all sorts of people and it kind of similar to us everybody's got a story in life but it's how they've um you know, utilize the tools that they're given yeah. to further their life in all different kind of realms of sport from football to motor racing to, as I say, psychology, absolutely everything else. Um, and, and the main thing you learn really is so much more than what you would need in the workplace. It's for life generally. And, and, and the guys basically say that high performance is high happiness. And I just feel like that podcast is an hour and an hour and a half a week of high happiness for me because I learn so much from other people. Um, but just yeah, it's, it's definitely really helped me in terms of that. like perspective on life. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I, I doubt they'll hear it, but I wanted to say thanks on that. Um, they they have got a subscription model as well, which is worth investigating. Where they put some bonus content up, mm-hmm. um, might be a model for us to look at, Andy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend the High Performance Podcast.
0: I'm gonna, well, I've I've subscribed just now, so excellent. Spot to check that out. Um, mine this week is probably something that doesn't even need Spread the Loving, because I'm sure that everybody's heard about it. If they haven't, then you need to go and check it out. And that's um the Hooligans have got Jim Carner uh 2022 out, which I have you watched it, Lee. I I haven't. Oh, you need to see it, mate. It is amazing. I don't have you watched many Jim Carner films in the past. Um, Uh mostly Ken Block. You know, yeah, yeah, craziness. Uh this is um Travis in a Subaru, and it is just immense. It's next level, just the stunts and what the car what they put the car through, how the car survived. I don't know how many times I had to rebuild the car. Oh wow. It's just epic. Just so many stunts. And I've watched it twice now, but I think there's probably you could probably watch it ten times and see something new each time you watch it. Cause yeah, there's yeah. so much going on.
1: Yeah. Um, that so is yeah, cool.
0: get and watch that film if you haven't already. I probably you probably everybody's watched it apart from you.
2: <laughs> apart from it. Well, I'm just I'm just looking at it, so I'll, I'll watch it when we finish recording, but three yeah. million views in a day. It's not yeah. a bad return,
0: is it? Yeah. It's not a bad I return, think it's trending but... number one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A- absolutely epic work by the I mean it's a massive team now. You've got Scotto, um, obviously is the producer i think um and brings an amazing team together um yeah i was just yeah watch it watch it it's fantastic
2: epic epic why why do they do it like and there doesn't need to be a reason at at all you know but is it does it serve a purpose for like something else or is it just that let's just give people 10 minutes of just unbridled joy and ludicrous happiness
0: yeah, I think it. Well, it's, I think it's probably built the Hoonigan brand, isn't it?
1: Right. Actually, you know, yeah.
0: is, that's probably what? Yeah, made it feel like the Hoonigan brand was something, and um, because really it's basically a t-shirt company when it comes down to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um. That then produced some amazing videos. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They create a lot of content um and that's the pin uh, right at the top is the is the jim Carner films yeah yeah i i remember
2: actually like this is way back when even like uh over 10 years ago working in the fast car office and i remember yeah. when like those videos with ken block would drop and everyone would like crowd round
0: somebody's Absolutely. computer screen and just be yeah.
2: mesmerized by it, it was a, it was a real kind of highlight when they dropped
0: you know yeah i mean and they were amazing back then but to actually produce something now that i feel is like you know they've definitely sort of just taking it on a whole new level how that's immense i mean the driving, the car the video production the stunts the the people involved it's just fantastic yeah e- even
2: it. even the thumbnail Andy of the video that that you're yeah. spreading the love for this week even looking at that you're just thinking wow i wonder what the budget is for that yeah <laughs> that's gotta be wow you know straw that's gotta be seven figures yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: wow that's that's really cool yeah we'll check that out yeah so yeah spread the love's done uh patreon updates done are we gonna do a a marketplace of car of
2: the week this week oh yes we are andy this podcast is endorsed by the nine works marketplace tailored for enthusiasts this is your first port of call for buying quality porsche sports cars from trusted dealers with warranty finance and independent inspections all available yeah andy so my car of the week this week oh my god it was a beaut so i need to um qualify this first of all by saying i went to porsche colchester at the weekend uh, yeah. and get, crashed the craig spiders club oh yes which, you know they had the best part of 30 uh box the spiders there 987 981 and 718 and yeah i mean i fell in love pretty quickly and pretty pretty hard for the for the spider and so I've been browsing the nine cast join me then I'm I'm Yeah I mean oh yeah. my god there was a stunning 718 Porsche center reading yesterday but I am loving and I repeat loving the 981 spider that's currently at RPM technic um right oh, yeah to me it's a dream spec uh, it's mad. It's not the one
0: that I picked is it the silver one
2: No no, no. sapphire blue uh which is yeah really cool really really cool it suits the car so well i think suits the shapes of the 981 yeah um but yeah it's manual folding bucket seats extended leather as well to me it's just it's a bit of a dream (laughs) bit of a dream as far as the spiders go um alcantara um, alcantara inside of course um bits of blue in there which i'm not so keen on it has to be said like down the um center console and everything else but basically top level box to spider manual and with folding buckets it's just pure spec. um it's got by the way porsche warranty which is like massive it's so kind of sought after yeah um I'm trying to see when the warranty runs. It still. just looks so right out of the tin, don't they? Just... Oh, it just does, and honestly, yeah. and, and chatting to a lot of people in, in that Craig Spiders Club. They've got lots of other toys in the stable, but that spider seems to be their favourite car. And yeah. and there was such a wonderful atmosphere and feeling around that club that I, I joked with Nick Jeffrey, a fellow Patreon who's who's part of the club there, that um I almost want to buy a, a spider to be a part of that club. <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah, I think this, this one from rpm technic would do it for me so i've just seen their porsche warranties to march 2024 so you've still got over good. you know yeah good 15 months to run on that it's yeah. 77995 and, and it is the absolute standout car of the week for me less than 10k on the clock as well it's um it's a beaut.
0: we need to stop uh bigging up spiders because we're just not gonna be able to achieve a spider
2: yeah yeah the money's just going up we might have to go halves andy yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it'll be a good z plan car wouldn't it yeah it would it it would
2: it would be great i don't know i don't know where max would fit into it though that's the thing (laughs) maybe i'll have to work that out yeah draw draw, draw a lot for it
0: (laughs) nice yeah i do really
2: like those good choice good choice excellent thank you i I think we should kind of uh, well next week Is it our last one of the series? It is, yes. Last
0: one of the series. So that will drop just before Christmas.
2: Yes. so We're 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 that close to Christmas. I know. (laughs) I know. It's scary, isn't it? It's scary. Uh, Max is going to come down to the coast and and join us down here. Slightly warmer climbs. And uh, (laughs) and we're going to wrap up the year, discuss uh, some highlights and what we're going to be looking forward to next year. We're also going to be recording an exclusive podcast just for our Patreons. Yes.
0: I'm really say, looking forward to where that. we can say F and bugger.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. So yeah, we, we're really looking forward to doing that. And again, that's just a billy bonus for our, for our Patreon. So uh, if you want to hear it, join up, if you are already joined, then yeah, hopefully you'll look forward to to the drivel that we're going to be chatting about.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. I think that's, that's it, Andy, isn't it for today? Yeah indeed uh see you next week absolutely my friend yeah christmas dinner yeah
2: look forward to
1: it see you later bye this episode was brought to you by our very kind patreons if you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us you can do so at patreon.com slash nine radio